you would, turn with me to Matthew chapter number 14. Matthew chapter number 14. Before we start, I want to just address the elephant in the room and know what is not my ankle or anything like that. I'm not limping for a dramatic effect, but the white papers you guys have, you know, I hope everybody would have one if you have, you know. It's not to ride on to throw your gum wrappers on or anything like that, but it is going to be a point in time in the sermon that we will address it again. So just keep it by, keep it in your Bible with you. Um, and if you have to draw on it, I don't, don't blame you. Matthew chapter number 14. Matthew chapter number 14. We're going to jump into it because honestly, looking at 20 minutes and coming through senior year, you're like, what do I want to preach? And you know, like Samuel, he's probably had this message prepared since freshman year almost. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I've got so much time to say everything I want, but really you don't. Um, but Matthew chapter 14, and just through my four years, almost full four years now, there's been a reoccurring theme throughout my time here. And it's always been about a focus on Christ. Something that, you know, through freshman year, you're like, oh, great, this is great, I'm going to college. And you, you start to get so focused on Christ, and it's your main goal. Sophomore year shows up, and you're like, ah, I'm going to church. I've got, you know, summer breaks in here. I've got all these things. I've got a, a girlfriend I'm interested in. And I'm like, oh, and your focus changes. So then, you know, you're like, oh, I've got to bring my focus back to Christ. You know, junior year, another instance happens, and you're like, okay, I've got to bring my focus back. And all through my four years here has been seeking one person to bring my focus back to Christ. And that's what we're going to see today in Matthew chapter 14. We'll start in verse number 22. How many of you are readers? A lot of readers. How many of you are forced readers? <laughs> College students. One of my favorite childhood books is a book called Ping. It's about a little duckling who lives in a big family. Now, these families of ducks, they would be fishing ducks, and their families would go onto a boat at a certain time. And if you weren't in line, you'd get a switch. So if you were the last one, you would get a switch. So Ping, many times, was the last duck. But Ping, at one time, he got so distracted, he was out playing, and he hears the bell ring for, the, for all the ducks to go on the boat, and he runs up, and the boat closes, and off you see the boat go away. And his cousins and his aunts and his grandparents and all its 500 siblings are on that boat. And Ping is distracted. And he's like, man, but maybe I don't get a switch now. So Ping would go and he has a, this whole crazy adventure. He gets caught by uh, these people who are sailing and they're using the fish, to, the ducks to catch fish. And Ping just has this incredible adventure. But you know what? Ping ends up coming back to where he started. He comes back. Just, and he sees and he hears the bell, and he comes back to that boat, and he sees all his sisters and his brothers and his mother. And he comes on that boat, and he gets another switch. But you know what? He's back where he was supposed to be. And today we're going to see a man all of you know about, Peter. He had a focus on Christ, but he had a challenged focus. The title today is A Challenged Focus. We see in Matthew chapter 14, verse number 22, and it says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the, for the wind was contrary and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. 
And when, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, Is it a spirit? And they cried out for fear. But straightway, Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Today I would like us to see Peter's focus was challenged. And all of us here today, we're going to have a challenged focus. No matter where you are or what point you are in your life, there is going to be things that challenge your focus. And today we're going to see three areas that challenged Peter's focus and three areas that challenge our focus. We see firstly, Peter's circumstances. Peter's circumstances challenged his focus. Just immediately before the disciples had gone on the ship, they had this crazy thing called a miracle where 5,000 people and then the women and children were fed. And at this time, the disciples were like, how are we going to feed all of the people? Like, just, just send them home. Let them eat in their houses. But that's not what Jesus wanted. And then they have the, the little boy with the three loaves and the five fishes, and they break it, and then they have 12 baskets left over. Can you imagine where the disciples are right now? They're in awe. Like, can you believe it? The disciples probably have an excitement, and they're welled up, and they're like, wow, can you believe what the Lord just did? He fed all these people, and we got to partake, and we have all the remains. And you know what? That excitement and that focus was gone. They got into the boat, and you know what happened? His circumstances changed. He saw the wind boisterous. It was contrary. It opposed them. And they were in the midst of the sea. And you know what it let them do? It let them challenge his focus. We see Peter in verse number 24. He says, But the ship was in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves. And we see also in verse number 30, it speaks of the winds again, how his circumstances changed his focus. I was babysitting a dog last year, or maybe two years ago, and her name is Ellie. She's a golden doodle. I love her. And I was trying to teach her how to stay. So I would, you know, set her down, and we were inside, quiet, nobody there. And I'd say, stay, Ellie. And I'd walk a few steps, and then she'd come with me. I'm like, oh, this is going to take forever. I really haven't ever accomplished it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just put away all the distractions. There's nobody around, and I'll just grab a bag of treats, and she'll, we'll eventually get to where we, she stays. And after a while, I could say, stay, and I could walk across the room, and she would stay. And I was like, man. This is great. But then I was like, okay, let's try it outside. You know, we would walk out the door, and here we are, and we've got right next to a main road, so we've got cars and squirrels and birds, and Ellie would not stay. She'd be wandering off, distracted, because her circumstances around her changed. 
it challenged her focus. And in our lives, we're going to have things that come up, tests or trials, friendships, relationships. There are so many areas that challenge our focus. But let me tell you today, we must have a focus on Christ. To not let those winds and those waves and the boisterous sea, to be in the middle of it, to affect our focus on Christ. Because if there's one thing that we all here can do, and we go into a ministry and we lose our focus on Christ, can we say it was worth it? Can we see miracles if we truly don't have a focus on Christ? You and I can be just like that little puppy, distracted by food. Many times, it's for me, distracted by a high grade in Greek, trying to get out of the final. But is your focus on Christ? Or are you letting that circumstance, that, that terrible situation in your life, alter your focus? We see, secondly, that Peter's emotions challenged his focus. And these all three kind of build together. They're very, very splitting hairs almost. But we see Peter's emotion, emotions challenged his focus. In verse number 26, it says, And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a spirit. And they cried out for fear. They see Jesus, and they're like, It's a spirit. And it's like, how did they get that? I guess, I guess, you know, you watch movies and you see ghosts and you're like, oh, I can understand that. And they cried out because the circumstances, the wind and a spirit, and it caused them to fear an emotion inside of them. And in verse number 30 it says, But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried again. His emotions were challenged. And it challenged his focus. When we choose to focus on our problems, rather than the power, we sacrifice our connection with Jesus. Jesus being the greatest power that Christians have. But when, we, when our problems distract us from Christ, we turn to the greatest power from the greatest power to the lesser power. 1 John 4, 4 says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Peter here, he's been challenged by the circumstances in his life, and he's been challenged by his emotion now of fear because of his circumstances and he loses connection, and he loses that focus on Christ. And we see the result in the end is that he ended up sinking. His focus was so far off that even though he was performing a miracle, God was performing a miracle, he was able to still sink. Someone once said, walk by the word of God, not by your emotions. How many times... We try to do that. It's to never base your faith on feelings, but base it in God's word. And so many times through my four years here and through my entire life, there's been those times where emotions come up and I just like, I feel this. But that's not what the Bible says. It's the circumstances that cause you to fear. 
In verse number 27, it says, But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. And for you all, you Greek grammarians, be not afraid. He's talking to Peter, and he's saying, Stop being afraid. Quit it. He's saying, you don't need to be doing this. It's like when you go to a Mr. Hankey's class and you get an you F on a test and you're like, I got all of these section wrong. And then you come and take it next week and you got the same section wrong. And after two or three weeks, Mr. Hankey's like, stop doing that. <laughs> but you know what? Jesus here is rebuking Peter because his fear Oh, Peter, here we go again. Peter's fearing. You know how many times that is in my life? I see a circumstance of a school bill coming up, and I'm like, not again. And I have that fear inside me that I'm not going to be able to pay it off. Can you imagine God saying that? Seth, stop fearing. Stop. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of joy and of a sound mind. Peter's emotions challenged his, circum- challenged his, his focus. Just this summer I had a run-in with fear. Caleb Bottle, just ignore him when he brings up this later. They had a really nice church building and I was staying in the parsonage they had just remodeled and it was great except for at dark at dark it was the worst place ever right next to a a graveyard and they're back in the downtown downtown area of Nashville super sketchy sometimes and it was it was the worst feeling to walk up two flights of stairs and look down a hallway and see door upon door upon door it was like probably like 200 doors not actually (laughs) And you know what? Those circumstances happened every night. And it's like, oh, how do I tell the pastor I'm under interning with who likes to tease that I'm afraid of what's in the dark? (laughs) How do you you tell people that? You you can't, okay? And we come to this point, and and it was like crazy. One, One Saturday, it was almost near the end of my time, I had just broke down in my room, and I was like, I called Michael and I was like, I don't know what to do. This emotion of fear is controlling my life. And you know what Michael said? You got to live by facts. I'm like, okay. He's like, you have the word of God. I'm like, okay, he's right. And you know what? Going through the word of God, the word of God is very clear, even here, to stop being afraid. Why? Because the answers are in the Word of God. Because we don't have to be afraid because a reference Samuel Littlefield's message. We don't have to be afraid and we can have a focus on Christ because He's the power. He's the source of it all. You know what? At the end of that internship, I really wasn't afraid of those doors anymore. I could walk up the halls could walk down the halls at night. I could get scared by Caleb Waddle. I didn't really have an issue with it. Because my focus wasn't challenged by the circumstances and it wasn't challenged by the emotions of fear. It was focused on Christ. And we see lastly, P, 
Peter's faith challenged his focus. It was kind of a building progression. His circumstances changed, and that changed his emotion, and his emotion changed his faith. His circumstances challenged his focus. We see in verse 31, Jesus responding, and he says, Immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Jesus speaks to Peter, and Peter's just performed this miracle of walking on water, and he looks on Christ and he's focused, but circumstances and emotions, and now his lack of faith, challenged his focus. And in that instance, his miracle that he was performing ends. And then he's there like a child in a swimming pool. Help, 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 save me. And they're in the kiddie pool, so it's like, come on. And Jesus lifts him up, and he's like, wherefore didst thou doubt? It's like, really? Why did you doubt? Why? Because our focus is challenged. You know, all of us here today, we all have lessons that we're going to learn. We're always going to be tested and tried, and our focuses are going to be pulled in all different areas. Whether it's your circumstances, your emotions, or our lack of faith. But all of us, we must have a focus on Christ. Because if we lose that focus, we've lost everything worth living for. We've lost the purpose of Christianity. We've lost the purpose of our faith. It must be Christ. You know those little white pieces of paper? You take it, you look at it. Distractions are like those white little pieces of paper. They can get handed out at the front door. You can have it. How many of you were thinking about that the entire time we've been preaching? Okay, a few. How many of you actually got one? Okay, quite a few. Now, for you that didn't have one, were you like, why does everybody else have a piece of paper? Like, (laughs) I want a piece of paper. (laughs) But you know, those white pieces of paper represent distractions in our lives. How easy it is for a bunch of people to get a white little piece of paper and be like, man, what is this for? Is, can I draw on this during chapel? Because it takes our distraction. It's a distraction. And it takes our focus off of what we really need to be focused on. Yes, it's a planted distraction. So you can blame me later. But it's so easy for us as Christians to get those white little papers throughout our lives, throughout our days, throughout our mornings, throughout our time with God, throughout our areas of ministry and be like, oh, you're just all over. And by the end of the day, you have thousands of white pieces of paper because we're distracted. Are you like that little duck who got distracted by the fish, got distracted by the frog? got distracted by the little boy with the weird hat? Or are you going to be focused on Christ? It's a familiar story. We've all heard it. But it's a reminder. It's been a reminder to me since my whole time here is focused on Christ. So are your circumstances today challenging your focus? Are your emotions And is your faith challenging your focus? Because in the end, all of us 
We must have a focus on Christ. To be able to stand through the sea, to be able to walk on water and see miracles performed like Peter, or to end up falling. Here of a quote from Corey Ten Boom. She says, Faith sees the invisible, believes the unbelievable, and receives the impossible. And we see that so many times in Peter's life. Faith sees the invisible. He by faith saw God, walked out, believing. Jesus said, Come. He believed. And you know what? He received the impossible. But when his focus was distracted, he couldn't see the invisible, and he didn't believe, and he received nothing. A challenged focus. What's challenging your focus today?